Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, May 12, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff on the docket. There's a lot of stuff going on around the market. I've got a lot of information. Let's get rolling. First thing we do is start with the daily chart. Is anything jumping off the screen at us? By the way, what is that 385.75 price? Guess what? We already know about that. We knew that the zone was a spike of 386 down to 381.25. Today's low, just by happenstance, happens to be 385.15, They turned around, went back in the other direction, and had a nice rally into the closing bell. Just for starters, here's our five-minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity, and you can see somewhat of a change in character. Rather than hitting them into the close or hitting them all afternoon long, they actually rallied them into the closing bell. Now, we can't say for sure what that's going to produce going into tomorrow and beyond, however, I have other stuff. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's just notate a couple of things. We're going to be Captain Obvious for a moment, but we need to continue to do our assessment of the daily chart. It's part of the process, and we work up and down from there. It's our center point. The trend is down. The trend is the dominant thing. Now, let's look at this logically. Everything isn't always as it seems. Nothing moves in a straight line forever. The market will get a bounce. We've been looking for a low. We talked about an important zone, 385.75 down to 381 and a quarter. They came into it today and found support. Think about this for a second. You'll see some of this in the notes later. First, they came down right away in the morning. They looked like they were going to get right into the zone. They turned around and had a rip-roaring rally up in the other direction. That created what I like to call unfinished business. Had they done this in the morning session, for example, going all the way down and spiking 386 in the morning, that may have been a different kind of day, a different kind of tradable opportunity but they didn't do it, and then they decided to do it later in the day. You can't take this trade late in the day as they're melting down in the afternoon session. You don't know that they're going to turn around into the closing bell. There's not enough time on the clock to make a trade. You don't want to be left holding the bag. And by the way, this is sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew. This is the design of why they did it. They leave you standing on the platform as the train goes by with limited time on the clock. You knew it was an important number, you wanted to buy the number, but the time of day in which they came into the number doesn't warrant the trade. You feel stupid when they have a 60-point S&P handle rally away. It's a tough tape, but let's look at the thing logically. They came into an important number after getting bludgeoned day after day after day. Could we make a case they're on time? We can make that case. In addition to that case, we have a tinfoil hat event coming up over the weekend. We don't know how the market's going to react or not react to said tinfoil hat event, but I thought I'd mention it. That coupled with an upcoming Friday the 13th, 
and the fact that just about everybody I know is extremely bearish, the most bearish I can remember in quite a long time. And rightfully so, by the way. If there was a point in time and a point in price where the market can make a reversal back up in the other direction, and keep in mind, this isn't a multi-month, multi-year rally I'm talking about. This is a reversal for a tradable opportunity. Lazy swing traders, we took another trade this morning. First it was up three bucks, finished rather flat on the day. That's okay. The fact that it had a nice little rocket ride intraday away from the number tells us A, that number is important, and B, if we get any kind of spark in the overall market, this particular issue will run like a scolded dog. Now, here's a little sidebar for lazy swing traders. Other stuff was at their numbers, could have taken a handful of trades. We have to pick our spots. It's a one-at-a-time type of situation. We don't need to overexpose ourselves in this kind of market. One at a time, it's not how many trades, it's how many wins. Can you keep losses to a bare minimum? That's the name of the game at present. Just to give you folks an idea of how the lazy swing trader works in market situations like this, I'm going to give you fair warning, something's coming. So this morning, before the market opened, it's a get ready, we're getting close to some numbers of interest. There's a good chance you'll see an alert come out today in the spirit of getting ducks in a row. Here's what's going on inside my head. We want to account for current market conditions, so we're going to adjust position size down. We need to take the risk into account, but it's game time. We're in the risk business. This is the spot. This is the time. Not every trade is going to work, but if you're in the risk business, this is where you have to grab your balls and get in the game. After that happened, after the market opened, the stock hit its number, the alert went out, it was posted on the board, we're in the game. Now we've got two open trades. This is the first trade on the long side of the equity market since the decline really began. The last big time decline from way up here. Patience is important in this business. Now, here's another word that really goes into the sidebar camp. I want to talk a little bit about inside the numbers. You'll notice in this type of market environment, we're in the, it's a morning business, quick hit, and be done for the day. I do post commentary up until the mid-afternoon portion, but it's more of a schematic nature. Well, I'm not really looking for trades after one, two, three, or even four trades in the first 15 minutes, half hour, hour of the day. That's it. You pack your bag, you take the money, and you run. In this market environment, the more you're going to trade throughout the day, the more you're going to give back the profit, you're going to get chopped up, you're going to lose. That's just the way it is. Think of it as sitting at the blackjack table for longer than you really should. You want a lot of money, but you stay there. You think you're going to win more. What happens? You give it back. I'm not making that up. That's the way it works. The market is the same thing. Don't overstay your welcome. It's very difficult not only to come up with the numbers in this type of market environment, but to come up with the schematic. Like, for example, you'll see here that we had a play it again Sam type of situation. We had the same morning trade we had yesterday again today. 
It's not easy to read that in the morning session. I'm working overtime. So after the few trades in the morning, for the most part, I'm wiped out. I sit down at zero dark 30, and the first thing I know in my mind each and every day is, I've got to get this right. So as you can imagine, it takes a lot out of you. That's why it's basically a morning business. I'm not overstaying the welcome. We wake up on a happy Thursday to some red on the screen. They went up to spike 390, which is a number the bears were targeting yesterday. And this is where it begins to look like the same setup from yesterday, just with different numbers on the board. So while we were looking for 390 as a target on the downside yesterday for the bears, guess what? It's an important number. Once they're below, what is it? Now it's still important, but it's overhead resistance. So they were running a day late. Fair enough. So now that they're underneath that number, we go down a notch and you'll see one of the next numbers on the board was 387.65. And just to get the visual, there's your 387.65. That was essentially the early right out of the gate morning low. Funny how those numbers work, isn't it? That was the gateway that would open the door to the zone that we've been discussing in these videos below 386. What I say here is below ventures into the area of interest and will be handled as a real-time type of discussion. We all know about that stuff. I've been talking about it day after day after day. Everything, whether it's a stock, a market, a commodity, doesn't make any difference. Everything is headed to a destination, whether it's headed up or down. The challenge is, the trick is, can I or you or anybody else identify the destination? Let's see what we have as the day gets underway. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. So right around 9 o'clock, here it is again. It's a play it again, Sam. This is the carbon copy of what happened yesterday. Very similar setup to yesterday. So if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck, guess what? We're just going to go with it's a duck. They're sitting on an important number, and therefore, it's a pretty good indication. We've got our early pivot. 389.75 is the spot. It's close to 390. We'll just take that into account. Either way, pushing above opens the door to 392.75, or at least make a run for it, or look like they're going to make a run for it. Below 389.75 opens the door for the bear stuff. We talked about 387.65 and then lower from there. So this one was a trader's choice type of situation. They can spike it, they can rally, they can fail all within minutes. Short trade is for the experienced trader who understands the risk and what can happen around the opening bell. In short, anything goes, no pun intended. So the concept here was same trade as yesterday, 389.75 is your short. There it is. 389.75, they opened below, they came into it, spike it, immediately drop into what? The first area of importance slash support, 387.65, traders have to be booking profit along the way, and in this case, they gave you about 2021 S&P handles, paint to paint, I think yesterday it was 23 if I remember correctly, same trade, it's a carbon copy. We're moving along. Let's see what else we have. Here it is. Traders who took the same short as yesterday need to do the same thing and book profit along the way. At this point, you should have already done so. They're moving fast. They're moving faster than I can write. Traders in the room had a similar experience to yesterday. 
Traders inside the numbers had a similar experience to yesterday. Now we know the prize is a spike of 386, but they're going to do the back and forth thing. That's what markets do. So by 945, normal schematic stuff, getting above 389.70 is the bull case for the rescue. Below 387.65 is the gateway to lower prices. We talked about 392.75 early on. Here it comes. This is just a fast market. You see here, remember from the video, the zone begins below 386 down to 381.25. They should get into that zone. Early on, we had what was the makeup of two pivots, one if they were going to go lower, another if they were going to go higher, above one is bullish, below one is the bear case, and here we have at 10.12, this is what it was looking like at the time, I'm just going out on the edge a little bit saying, hey, this is kind of what we're looking for, so I'm on the lookout for this, a gap down, they flush out the weak hands, reverse the tape, but at this point in time, we had 385.75 was unfinished business. They've been doing a lot of that lately. But when I see that, in my heart of hearts, I really know that they have to come back down. All right, let's see what else we have. We'll circle back to stocks on the move, but it was another blockbuster day for Inside the Numbers and Inside the Number Live members, similar to yesterday. 1057. Write this stuff down. Put it on a sticky note. You're going to learn stuff. Just because the market's moving in one direction doesn't mean it's going to keep moving in the same direction. Markets go up, markets go down. So here we go, approaching 11 o'clock. 394.50 to 395.00 zone is overhead resistance. Should get a reaction back in the other direction. Not if you're closing candles above 396. That was the wrong point. Back to the chart. There's your zone. 394.50 to 395 is overhead resistance. They came up to it, they spiked it, and they did what? They came all the way back down. Funny how that works. This is your tour guide information to the markets. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. If you're at all active in the market during the trading day, then this can be a valuable piece of information to each and every one of you. We had a list of stocks on the move today. We're going to take a look at SYF, General Motors, ABC, and we're not going to look at Tesla, Disney, or Zoom because they didn't hit their price objectives or entry targets. Therefore, they're off the board. Although we will look at Tesla anyway. The low was 680. My number was 673. $7 on Tesla is like 710 cents on other stocks. They came close, and look at that rip away. Didn't get the trade, but that was a zone. That was an important spot. Synchrony Financial. Haircut at the open. 33 and a quarter was the number. They came into it. They rallied away. They gave the base hitter a double, whatever you wanted to take. They came back down later, but the trade is over. The numbers work. General Motors, same routine. 35-32. They spiked a little bit. They came back up. They provided the base hit. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. This is obviously an important number. Look what happened at 12.20. The low was 35.34 against 35.32, and they rallied away again. They rallied away into the end of the day to close above that number. That's an important spot. Know your numbers. Marisource Bergen, how you doing? They didn't do it in the first candle. They came close. The low was 146.23, had a nice rip away. Then they came in to satisfy the unfinished business, and then they had another rip away. 
the numbers work. This one, at least for me, the manner in which didn't constitute the trade. But they still went up five or six bucks away from the number. That's tremendous. Just a quick recap. Stock's on the move. You had a nice trade in synchrony, trade in GM. Could have taken this one, but it really didn't do it in the manner in which the numbers work anyway. Then you had the short opportunity or the carbon copy in the SPY from yesterday, ES trade, whatever the vehicle you wanted to use. Then you had the overhead resistance later in the morning at 394.50, 395 for you home gamers. And then you had the Mac Daddy where they finally completed the unfinished business into the 385.75 or lower zone. Let me ask you this. What else are you looking for? This is quality stuff. At least it is from where I sit. Camp IWM, they didn't come into a number that I would have been looking for, but we're in an all-the-same-market type of scenario. If they're going to bounce, they all get a bounce. If they sell off, they all sell off. They don't all get to their numbers at the same time on either side, upside or downside. But it's an all-the-same-market scenario, so there's not much we could really say about this chart. It's not really at a critical point. Looking at the weekly, I like the area around 161, 160. That would really be an interesting area for me. I think that would be worth stepping in and taking on some risk if they did it sooner than later. But if they do that sooner than later, then the S&P is going to be falling at the same time. We're going to have to be either deeper into the zone or find a new zone. By the way, where would that new zone be if they really killed the tape? The lows today do not hold. Well, that's going to open the door for our 365 that was from our shenanigans tail candle. What about the folks down at the transportation department? They're still fighting this triple bottom. As long as they don't close below that triple bottom, stay there and continue going lower, if they try a rescue operation along with everything else, if the market's going to get a bounce, transports are going to bounce, the queues are going to bounce, IWM, everything under the sun will bounce. It's all the same market. But this is in a downtrend. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. If the markets are going to get a bounce right now, it would be called an oversold bounce. Dead cat bounce. Relief rally until further notice. If it morphs or develops into something different than that, that's fine. We'll talk about it at the time. Right now, we're looking for a DCB, a.k.a. a dead cat bounce. Cues all the same market. There's nothing else we can say about these. The concept holds true for the entire marketplace. My number was 282.50, low today on the queues, 284.94. Unfinished business. The financials, XLF, we're staying on the weekly charts because you can't see anything else on the daily charts. Again, if they come into this zone, the rest of the market will have been falling hard and fast. However, they don't have to get into this zone in terms of the XLF and the weekly chart. They don't have to do it right now. That was just an area of interest that I would be willing to put on some risk if they got there sooner than later. If the S&P and other markets are going to bounce, guess what? The financials will bounce too. Same routine in Smash Mouth. They're up a dollar today. So let's talk about this for a second. You got Smash Mouth up a half a percent. It's not a big deal, but it wasn't down. IWM was up about 1% today. The transports were up a little bit, but they weren't down. Canary in the coal mine, 
favorite market leading indicator, and Smash Mouth is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Now that's not a negative sign for the market, it's a positive sign. Market came into an interesting area, other markets were up today, not down. You could see they're trying to find a low. For a couple of days, we've been saying they're trying to find a low. The place, at least from a short-term perspective for that low, was where the S&P hit today. Funny how that works. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. True and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.